boys. Welcome back. I'm Stan the Man. I'm Evil J. And I'm Standard Shoddy. Dude, <laughs> Evil J, that fits really good for this one. It does fit really good. Evil it Chuck, does. Evil J. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys that? have been making fun of me all this time. Look at that. I know. You gonna make fun I of know. Chuck? No, why would you, I do you, that? You got us there. You got us yeah. there. I have nothing to say. It, yeah. Not, <laughs> yeah. I bit my tongue, sir. It actually yep. wasn't based on Evil Chuck, though. It was based on Evil D from Morbid Angel, but... <laughs> which I didn't even thought about that. They both well, they both had the evil moniker. I thought it was from Evil Dead. <laughs> no, I was inspired I by uh, that movie. David Vincent. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, now it's yeah. um it's all about it's Chuck. So yeah, big episode today. <laughs> episodes, big, big episodes, episodes. That's yes, that's true. Yep. We it do. would be a disservice to do this in one episode. Yeah, we got one, this is. Part one of probably three episodes. Yeah. We are going through Death's discography. It's about time. L- long overdue. Yeah. I agree, boys. I agree. I just feel kind of stupid, though. Like, what are we going to say that's any different than what anybody else has said? Our opinions are but better usually than most, so. I agree. I agree. I was just going to say at the same time, though, we are us. So. Yeah. I mean, for us to not talk about them would, again, be another disservice. Yeah. So. Yeah, we talked about this for a while now. We just finally did it. Been on the back burner for a while, yeah. I feel like I had to twist people's arms to do it. (laughs) No, I've been wanting to. So I've been wanting to do it. I just wanted to do it good. I wanted to get some interviews to go with it, do it up. And yeah. I finally boy, oh got boy. a few. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, did Jason get the interviews for this, guys? <laughs> <laughs> so we won't, I guess we won't say all the interviews. We'll just start off with for each episode we'll have at least one interview some i pulled from interviews i've done in the past and a lot of them are from new stuff so it looks like we're gonna break it into three episodes unless we change our mind but this one this one this first one we'll do scream bloody gore leprosy and then we'll we'll finish it off with an interview with uh rick Roz, who played on leprosy so that was it was a really it was a really cool interview rick was fucking cool man he was laid back and he had so many stories about, I mean, he played with Chuck when Mantis formed. He played during the demo days. And uh, he goes through all that shit. Chuck, you know, when they were younger, formation of the band, playing the demos, playing Leprosy, just so many stories, you know, <laughs> being kicked out of the band, all, all that shit. Really cool guy. So I definitely listen to that one. And then, you know, there'll be more coming on the next episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're just going in order, starting from the start. Mm-hmm. Gonna rank them, I think, right? Did you guys rank them? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was very hard to I do. Haven't, but. To be honest with you, I haven't thought too hard about it, but I can do it real quick. Well, you better do it, buddy. Yeah. Nobody likes to hear that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't want to emphasize the ranking. I mean, well, I want I to talk about everything. <laughs> I know, but it's fun. You know, it adds a little yeah, yeah, something right. to it. I mean, I, dude, it's it's so hard to rank them. Shoddy, you were... You already said it, but yeah, I was bitching the whole time we were doing this. Like, why the fuck are we even ranking them? What what purpose is that going to do? That's like <laughs> if you had fucking what what is it seven children and you had to rank all them. Like, you would just be a dick for doing it. A and B, it's always going to change. So yeah, this depending is gonna, on what I'm, kid you like, I'm trying to do it right now, real quick, and this is kind of <laughs> fucked up, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah dude, dude, I changed mine yeah. like five times. I mean, there's the first three that are for sure the first three, and the last three that are probably you know what I mean, like. There's a general kind of order, but it changes every fucking day. See, for me, there was always a clear number one, and Mm. then everything else behind was just a struggle. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they're all top tier shit. Like, and if I if I have something ranked seven, 
it's still top tier shit. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I just you know, I just put number seven to an album. I'm, I'm, I'm really crying, curious right? to see what you guys have to say. <laughs> yeah, let's. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, that's fun. I want to know going. what you guys like the best, and we're, you know what I mean. So yeah. yeah, well, let's get going. Yeah. Okay. So before we get into anything, I think I brought this up before, but do you guys uh-huh. do, you, do you guys ever get a chance to check out like the Mantis demos and oh like, yeah early? Okay, especially nope, recently. Nope. Nope. Dude, that shit is shoddy. Check it out. Because, like, if you actually think about it for the time. Oh, uh, dude, I, I, yeah, I know. It's actually really fucked up. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, like, I mean, really fucked up. Because, I mean, we're talking, like, what, probably 83, something eight, like 83 that? 83 and 84, yeah. Yeah, that first Mantis demo. And correct me if I'm wrong, I don't even think Chuck sings on it. I think it's that other dude, Cam. Cam Lee, dude. He's a monster but, on it, too. Dude, he's fucking so good. <laughs> your homework shot just check out the mantis demo yeah death by metal that was like the one yeah first one and relapse even like reissued it and shit so you can i mean it's on youtube i mean you can might be i yeah, might yeah, be yeah. on all this streaming shit mm-hmm. i don't know but it is fun and so you can hear parts from like you know they have some of the early songs some of the songs that aren't on the albums but yeah man and just hearing cam lee which is interesting like when i was because i did all this research for for these interviews and stuff and like i said rick talks a lot about these mantis days and shit but Cam Lee kind of was like the first dude to do the full on death growls. Like, yeah, you know, because he was that first vocalist, you know, Chuck started doing them with him, I think, on some of those demos, too. But Cam was like the main one. And dude, he's brutal. <laughs> brutal as fuck. You ever get into uh, Massacre with him on it? From I Beyond? only listen to From From Beyond. That's it. He's fucking good on that. Yeah. I want to go back and listen to their demos because they had demos from like 85, I think, 86, yeah. something like that. So. I know it kind of this whole doing this whole thing kind of opened up the the Florida scene again. <laughs> you know, it's never a bad time to go into just no, the Florida scene, man. <laughs> but yeah, no, good point. Good point. You got definitely got to bring up the the demos because I mean, and that's the thing. Everybody's always talking about like who was the first, what was the first death metal album, Possessed or Scream Bloody Gore. But 
I feel like there's more importance on the demos. Like when you read about it and everything, it was all about the demos that were going around, you know? Mm-hmm. The Mantis demos, like that was huge for people. But uh, yeah, the first official album. Yes, after a fuckload of demos. <laughs> a fuckload, yeah. Before we were all born. <laughs> yeah, which is, again, so fucked up. I mean, well, think about it. That's when it came out. So they were recording it in 86. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, no, even before. Yeah, because they said uh, they started recording it, and then they had to scrap it in 86. And they had to move yeah. to a new... Yeah, the studio couldn't handle the sound, so it just sounded like shit. Right. Yep, so they went out to L.A. Early as LA. hell. Yeah, 87, Combat Records. Produced Randy Burns. It's confusing because you think Scott Burns, but there's no relation. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I know he did a lot of big stuff, but Possessed, Seven Churches, was obviously the big. That's right. Yeah. Because they said they were stoked to go there just because of that. They heard he did that. Yeah, yeah. And I, th- I think he did like a couple bigger like thrash mm-hmm. albums and stuff. But it was but somebody could who could handle the sound. Yes. Yeah. In 87. <laughs> yeah. In 87. Exactly. Well, props to that dude. I mean, God, I guess that was a smart choice by the label to pick that, you know? Absolutely. Like they knew he did it for Possessed well. Because like, who else are you going to go to? No one's doing this shit yet. Where did what? you guys, where'd you guys rank this one? <laughs> dude, I've always had a sp- soft spot for this one. Me too. This, I never, this was the first Death album I listened to and first one I fell in love with. Um, I got a three. Okay, nice. Yeah. It could be one. Uh, no. I, uh. <laughs> On yeah, right no, it's day. a solid. It's three. It's three. Yeah. <laughs> Even Dude, though I do, I, I absolutely love this album. I love, I know every single part of it. <laughs> I know every single lyric. I know, you know, 
I shouldn't say lyrics because I don't know lyrics, but I know yeah. sounds. <laughs> Jason, where does it rank for you? Not far off. It was number four. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, but like Stan said, dude, some days it's could be fucking number one, man. But overall, I got I probably would put it around four for sure. But I, man, I agree with Stan. I, I love it. But Shotty, we. I'm, I'm most curious to hear what Shadi thinks about this early stuff. So where, yeah. where would you put it? Yeah, I just I don't say I don't want to be disrespectful. I, I don't get me wrong. I love it. It's an amazing album. It's just in the discography. It came in at five for me. So That's higher than I thought it would for you. Yeah, I thought it would have yeah. been the last, honestly, for you. Yeah, no, because I mean it. Be, so that's the thing is listening to it, like just listening to it as an album. You would have thought that, but then when I, you know, you take the year into account, and then you think about what this was at the time and what this was sounding like to everybody else at the time, it's fucked. But, and then I feel it's, you know what I'm saying? I mean, the the progression is there though, and I'm not going to ruin anything for the rest of our discussion, but obviously this album just, it's like Stan said, I mean, I don't know every word or all the, the, you know, the lyrics or anything, but listening to it, I hear this album in everything I've ever listened to. Mm -hmm. So everything I've ever loved, any of the bands, some of the early, you know, harder shit that we used to listen to growing up, it all sound, it all came from this, this, you know, this was rooted in all of it. And I sat there and I was kind of just like smiling and laughing, being like, (laughs) Oh, that's where those motherfuckers decided to do this from, or that's where that person got this vocal, you know, trait from. It was all from this album, so... That's a good... Yeah. Great point. So much respect to it for that. I mean, I, I, you know, even I was... You guys were talking about the lyrics, and I mean, that is one thing that's cool about this shit, too, is that, like, you can actually understand a lot of the lyrics, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, Chuck's is still still on the, like, low register, which I love on this one, but you can hear a lot of the lyrics, which I love about it. Like, you, you can re- memorize the choruses, which are mostly just the titles of the song. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> pretty much yeah, every yeah. fucking chorus, it's the fucking <laughs> yeah. title. Which yeah. just maybe to some people would be like, really? But, dude, it's kind of just like, it's effective because it's but memorable. For 87, but for 87, though, that was fucked up. No, like, like I said, I now... That. Now bands are still doing that and people like it, but it's not you it's novel now. Back in the day it was gold. Yeah. It was fucking gold. No, it's great. So. And I thought about that how you were saying how it influenced so many bands and like I was reading some of the lyrics because uh there's the one track on there. It's it's called it's a track's called Sacrificial. It was originally yeah. called Sacrificial Cunt. Cunt, yeah. <laughs> and if you read the lyrics, dude, it's very fucking gory and brutal and vulgar and shit. And I was like, man, this had to influence like Chris Barnes for Cannibal Corpse like lyrics. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. So it's like Shawty's point is dead on. Like you listen to this and it's just like, holy shit. Between this and Possessed, Seven Churches, like you got the whole blueprint to everything. So I wanted to ask you guys. So obviously it's always been a debate. I went back and forth, but what is the first death metal album? <laughs> I, don't, I don't even care. Though. Like, that's no, my. I mean, uh, now I go back on this uh, and like I do like... I was telling you guys earlier, I kind of was rushed in this to do this like properly, but I wanted to go back and like actually sit down and go through them again, like back to back Mm. and make a final decision. But I think I'm going like, this is probably the first death metal album. Cause every time I go back to, I love seven churches, don't get me wrong, Mm -hmm. but it's a thrash album, Mm -hmm. you know, just with death elements. But this one is like the first, I think if you like have to draw a line in the sand, I would say I would agree. I just look yeah. at it more like a fucking steps, like possessed, yeah. you know, they did their thing and then, then you went to this and then you kept going. Like, 
I don't know. That's why. That's why I I I agree with you, Jason, and that's why it's hard for me to make you know I guess an opinion or I guess a, a definitive choice. I mean, I do agree with Stan because this sounds more like what I would call death metal. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't the shit the you know the seven churches to me. I I mean I wouldn't I mean I wouldn't classify that as death metal as I know it today. So maybe it inspired people to take that next step, to go a little bit faster, to to growl a little bit harder. But like, I don't necessarily know that that was what we think of as death metal. Yeah, that's a so, good point. Yeah, yeah. I don't go back to seven churches and think, okay, that's where that came from. That, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, for sure, I'm definitely leaning way towards more towards this. I mean, I I think that that album though was the springboard that everybody just jumped off of and went oh fuck this is what we can do now yeah. and it was like it's what got everybody airborne so yeah but the crazy thing is chuck was already in the pool <laughs> I, well, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know? I, I completely <laughs> he was, <laughs> yeah i yeah. love that dude that was awesome uh, I just think uh, it's like it it this one just to me it just comes down also to like it's just a fucking good time like you know, later albums, you're sitting there, you're trying to study it. Like, what is everybody doing? Whether it was with this, you just like oh, turn dude. your brain off and like it's fucking primitive. Yep. It's still pretty thrashy, you know, a lot less so than Seven Churches, but it's still pretty thrashy and it's just simple. Everything's simple. Big riffs that are catchy still. And, uh, you know, like you don't have to think about it, man. To me, I it's will just say, like fun. I completely agree, dude. This one is my favorite of Chuck's vocals, though. I really do mm-hmm. love his early <sighs> stuff. I'm sorry, I disagree with you. No, no, I I get it, I get it. But like looking back on this, like every time I listen to this, I'm like, oh my god, like this is every what every death metal vocalist wants to sound like nowadays. <laughs> yeah, and what yeah, they do you, sound like, like I know, I know. I just don't think it's his finest work. I there's something <laughs> about his vocals I just absolutely. Love. I think one thing that adds to it is the production, and it's kind of like yes. soaked in that like reverb. Mm-hmm. So it just it just sounds like it came from a basement, you know, or like I, I'm definitely Ooh, why I love it. So yes. I guess I got a little bit. I got, well, we got to talk about that. So which version of the album did you guys listen to? Oh, so I did go with a re-release of all of these. Okay, same here. Because over the years, the that's what I've gotten. You know, yeah, I went with the re-release of all of them, like oh, the remastered versions. The most I did the most up to cool because kind of a gripe about death is their con. I mean, it's like. You know, I mean, I get that, you know, it, it's amazing. I mean, we're having three fucking episodes dedicated to them. It's the perfect dis- discography. It's one that you would take to a goddamn island if you were stuck there for the rest of your life. But they release shit and re-release shit all mm-hmm. the fucking time. So it's I think hard it to keep up with what's though. the most... Like the remastered yeah. versions really do a lot from like most of these albums. No, no, no. I know, but they'll remaster them like multiple times, I feel like. And add a couple extra tracks. I mean, relapse went nuts. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm like trying to every say. Every fucking it, bonus, it, every yeah. single recording they got their hands on, they just they put yeah, it on they just there. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I don't usually spend much time with all of that, you know. No, no, yeah. But like, if you listen to a couple of these, like, if you go back and listen, like, if you listen to the original of this one, still great. But if uh-huh. you listen to this one, it still retains all like the rawness of it. But it's just a little bit better. I do like, and I'm not usually one for a lot of remaster type stuff, but I don't know, man. I'm actually very much for it for like all these death albums. Oh, yeah, I can they remember. sounded beautiful. I went back and forth and the remasters were leaps and bounds. I mean, it sounded better to my ears, so I'm, I don't, right. I'm picky. 
Yeah. What was your guys' like favorite songs from this one? Oh God, Zombie Ritual. <laughs> yeah, Zombie. Denial yep. Life. Uh, baptized in Blood. <laughs> Evil Dead. <laughs> just read the, read the track list. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, just, I mean, <laughs> and well, that's why it was so hard. Cause like, what are you gonna do, dude? Like, how how do you? <laughs> what song is the best off of what are the most influential albums? <laughs> like, it's good from start to finish. Like, yeah. Hundred percent. No, denial of life was a big one for me for sure. Yeah, yeah, denial of life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I made a clip for denial of life because I fucking love it. Like when you when it gets to the chorus, Chuck just plays the coolest riff underneath it, and it just yeah, dude. Let's just listen to it. Can I change my vote? <laughs> I'm backwards. <laughs> Number one. Oh, dude, I honestly think it's either one or two. I mean. <laughs> You're going to do it for like every album though, you know? No, I'm going to stick to this. This is number two. <laughs> hey, I, dude, I back it. I mean, I played around with putting it even higher because it's, dude, how simple is that? But it's so, that chugging fucking riff, it's so heavy, man. Mm-hmm. But we can't say it's simple. You have to take the time into account, boys. No, that's what I mean. But I mean, the simplicity is what's cool about it. Like I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the thing, though, it, is like it. Chuck can write a song, man. Like that's his best qualities. He's just fucking so good oh, at it. I mean, I guess do you, do we want to talk about that now or do we want to save that for later I'm on? I'm just, because, I, mean, I mean, honestly, you know, the man on the guitar. Uh, I mean, it's it's fucked. I mean, it's it's honestly kind of. Semi crazy how much the guitar solo and singing style is similar to that of like a dime bag, where he takes the guitar and sings through it. Mm-hmm. He's not just playing a solo, he's singing through the goddamn instrument when he's playing his solo. It's almost like you can hear every word that, you know, they want to say in each note that they play on that guitar neck. And it's just fucked the way that they do it. Yeah. Which uh, I think I mean, you can hear even more later on. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's why I didn't know if we wanted to talk about it. I mean, I guess we'll be talking about that throughout, you know, this discography. But yeah, later on, it is exemplified. And he just, for being trained by his own ass, is <laughs> fucked. So Yeah, I know. Yeah. I don't think he had any training. So <laughs> I was going to mention, too, listening to that clip, it made me remember, like, one of the things that's cool about this album, too, is if you listen to the vocals, how often he does the, like, low to the high screams and shit. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like nailing both like that. And I and I was listening to an interview uh, that came up on YouTube. It was with Corpse Grinder. And he was like gushing about Chuck and just like how death and Chuck influenced him. And he's like, yeah, all the fucking high screams you hear like on, uh, uh, what's that first one he did on, uh, on Vile? Vile. What was the one where he just goes high? Like, fuck, I can't remember the track. Doesn't matter. On, on his first album, he did that one song where he just goes super high. Devoured by Vermin, maybe? Yeah. I think I it's that. I was going to say, is it Devoured by Vermin? I think it is. you're thinking of? Yeah, I think it is. And uh, he's like, dude, that was all Chuck. Just like the going from the low <laughs> to the high. And then you go back and listen to this, and it's like, oh, yeah, it makes a whole lot of fucking sense. Because Corpse Grinder does that quite a bit, you know? Yeah. Back, that's, I guess that's... Chuck. We can get into more later, but I guess that's why I kind of... I think I, why I love the vocals more in the early stuff is because I think he was more... What's the word? Uh, raw? No, not raw. Like, he was more... Um, God damn, what's the word? I'm having a Variation on it? No, I think he was more into it earlier on. Oh, okay. He, you know, maybe he focused more on the guitar and the songwriting later on and got, like, was getting tired of vocals, you right. know? So I think that's why he was more passionate about it earlier I think you're on. right. And, like, that's, like, a running theme in, like, all the interviews, so I'm not going to spoil it, but they definitely talk mm-hmm. about, like, his, you know, thoughts on the vocals as he went on. So, yeah, I think yeah. you're spot on. I think some people kind of don't love this one a lot. I think a lot of time it gets, like, left behind. And, I mean... I can see why, because it is so much more raw and primitive. And I mean, there's definitely like a sameness to the songs, because it's all. But I hate when you say that raw and primitive. No, like... but in a dude, in the best way possible. It's <laughs> <laughs> like in the best fucking way, like the fucking. But I get it. I get it. I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Okay. No, I mean, listen. That is why I love it. Like my overall, like it's fucking zombie rotten atmosphere. Like it's, it's so. It yeah. is so fucking primitive. It's like you don't have to analyze this. You don't have to. It's not like human or individual or, you know, it's just fucking savage. And it, to me, it's more like about the vibe and the atmosphere. Like it's all drenched mm-hmm. in reverb. It's the gore lyrics. Like we even mentioned that, but like pretty much every song is like based on a fucking horror movie, which for me, you're not going to do much better than that, you know? And I think some people are like, oh, it's immature. It's early. You know, they haven't done anything to grow yet. I wish all that's kind of much, whatever, that's fucking bullshit. But the only so thing you can say is like, quickly. <laughs> there, there's some sameness to it because it's all mostly all written by Chuck. But again, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It's basically we didn't talk. It's basically recorded by Chuck too. He had a drummer. Yeah, a big drummer. Chris from Autopsy, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You only had the two. What? Uh, the Closest first track thing you get to a solo album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I know that's that's awesome. And the Infernal Death and. Uh, Evil Dead were the only ones I know those were written with with Rick when they were doing Mantis but yeah the rest of it was Chuck and Chris the only only thing I want to say about it is uh, when you get to the last track Scream Bloody Gore which is a big highlight when he starts fucking screaming that and then it ends on that uh, pretty like melodic solo Yeah. 
it's funny because you listen to this whole album and it's mostly just whatever basic solos and not a whole lot of solos really and then you get to this last track and it's like almost like man it's like a vision into the future because he does a pretty sick melodic solo in the end i don't know if you guys remember that but Mm -hmm. i do remember that and he actually does that again spoiler alert there's one more time where it's they're used but this one at the end of the album really sticks out yeah so but yeah it's i don't know if it's a hallmark of his or if it's something he likes to do but yeah yeah you guys have many more on this one no, just no, go I listen think, to yeah. it if you have it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any thoughts on the drumming with Chris? No, I mean, it's, um, adequ- it's adequate. I mean, like you said. Oh, I mean, no, it's, it's little... fucking fast. It's fucking... Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, from... I don't... I don't th- nothing... Taking nothing away from the guy, I don't think there's any a lot to say about it. It's just done perfectly. Like, yeah. I agree. I know. agree. It's almost like it's, a little bit even sloppy sometimes, but I think it fits. Like, no, it's just it the works. Fast yeah, and... absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Add to the energy of it. It's just not on the level of what happens I, later on. No, no. So, you, could, you could almost say this about every one of their albums, but it was like, he was perfect on this album. Yeah. Would he be good on anything else? Probably not. And would yeah. anyone else be good on this one? Probably not. Right. That's but, a good point. You know, just perfect. Yeah. 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 Okay. On to, what's the year? 88. Uh, the year that we were all born, boys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One year later. Leprosy. What did you say? Leprosy. <laughs> <laughs> the the album leprosy yeah <laughs> did you listen to it <laughs> yeah i did <laughs> you forgot one <laughs> no i didn't forget one oh. Hold on. Sorry, I want to go back because I think it's also oh, I, one thing we forgot. Okay, album covers. Oh, dude, yeah, for Scream sure. Scream bloody gore. I mean, go, uh, goddamn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's it's in my top five of all time. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> to be yeah, honest. This is, yeah. Mm-hmm. This That's probably my favorite album cover by them. It's so it's good. Yeah. It's so good. The fucking skeletons and the... Yeah, at the altar, just <laughs> the, drinking. The or the in goblets. the crypt, I should say. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Which reminds me of the zombie... 
ritual lyrics drink from the goblet of gore like i don't yeah <laughs> come on just like it fits perfectly <laughs> so good what did you think about this follow-up cover oh I, I, it was amazing <sighs> even better it's classic too though but I, yeah. I will always love screen brawl gore more I mean, yeah but this one like it fits like every every cover fits too oh yeah yeah, I mean, this one's cool. It's got that, like, color palette that's pretty badass. Like, it's all, you know what I mean? It's yeah. more, it does look a little more professional and shit, but it doesn't yeah. stand up to the first one, but it's definitely iconic. Yeah. But now, so going back, Rick Ross is back on. Yeah, came back in. And then, I'm guess I, I, I don't know a lot about Massacre, but I'm guessing they started Massacre after he left, and then he's bringing his guys from Massacre in. Yep, yep. Don't yeah. spoil the interview, though. Okay. But well, I'm just like I like to make the members known, Bill Andrews, <laughs> Massacre, and then so I I forgot this I I actually watched Death by Metal earlier today because I want to fresh up on that too. Oh, nice. Yeah, and uh, I forgot Terry like wrote a lot of this, but he didn't record it. Is that how it went? Yeah, he like had a nervous breakdown in the studio and couldn't record it, so he asked Chuck oh, to do it. Oh, see, but dude, he was I like, forgot. I, I fucking talked to. Well, spoiler alert: I talked to Terry for the next album, and I didn't actually remember that he wrote any. I thought he just toured this album, but he wrote some of the two with them. From what from what the DVD set it sounded like it, he was in the band, he was in the studio, he just had like a nervous breakdown, couldn't play. Hmm. So he asked Chuck, can you just do it for me? He's like, yeah, I did Scream Bloody Girl, I'll just do this one. <laughs> yeah, I know yeah. he didn't. Yeah, I knew Chuck did the bass on it. That's interesting. I'm so glad I think you mentioned he like that. had a lot of writing into it and yeah. Right. Right, because at this point, they're still all writing as a band. Well, especially on this yeah. album, which is what yeah. I think it's what's probably most cool about this to me is like you took Scream, Bloody Gore, and which, like I said, it has a little bit of a sameness to it, which is fine. But you, like you don't want to hear it necessarily again. Whereas like with this yeah. one, you get that like more variety, which I think comes from that, like having Rick in and obviously probably having Terry in the band, more of like a band effort. Yes, it's definitely, it's more mature. Absolutely, 100%. Oh, like yeah. The songwriting is just next level and... Everything like makes more a lot more sense. Yeah. Where did you where did you where you rank this one? So this this one was uh, I put it back to three. So this Ooh. one was two, but then I'm like listening back. I uh, yeah, I'm putting Scream Bloody Gore before this one, but this is three. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I have so again love the album. It's just a little bit lower for me. I mean. It sits beneath Scream Bloody Gore at six, but could easily be a seven, depending on how mm. I'm feeling about seven. So, I mean, some of the earlier stuff for me is obviously going to sit a little bit later on the list. So, there's only I, so much room. So, I get how this one, I love it, and I think it's just done so well, but I get how this one can be boring. I wouldn't say it, boring. Dude, that's a bad it's word. Not, but that's the, that was the issue that I was having, though. It's not boring. I just literally, I couldn't place it anywhere else. I only had seven <laughs> fucking spots, and I told Jason I didn't even want to do the goddamn list to begin with. So when I'm backed into a corner, this is what happens, dude. Like, some of the children, unfortunately, are at the bottom of the fucking list, and they don't like it. But I, I, I guess them. I, no, bo- bo- I take that back. Boring's a very bad word. It's the most like every other death metal album of the time. I guess that's what I'm saying. Hmm. I don't know, man. This I, this is my number one. Really? Okay. I get it. However, I one and two shift based on the fucking mood, you know, because it's yes. one of those things. Like, do you want this old school stuff or do you want something newer? So, number one's a tricky spot. But like, yeah. but I, I mean, I mean, it, I, to me, it is a step up over Scream Bloody Gore, even though some days it's not. 
<laughs> but overall, I do think it is. Cause like I said, I mean, it's got like, to me, it's got a little more of the variety and it's, and it's a little more catchy and it's got to me, it's got more parts that like get stuck in my head. Like I'll listen to this and then I'll, I'll have that shit in my head, you know, for the day. So it, it just, it, it went up a, a notch, I think on this one. I think, I think someone asked one day in our backstage lounge, it, what's the best death album? And I said Leprosy at the time. Mm, and it, okay. for a while, it was always like my favorite of theirs. But going back, listening to it as a whole, it's definitely the one I go back to the most. Okay. Hands down. I listen to it all the time. But now listening in context with everything else and comparing it to everything else, it does fall below Stream Bloody Gore and the number one's number one for a reason. Right. But... I mean, I get it. I just... I just kind of, I, I feel like you can compare it, though, to, like, the early obituary stuff, the Massacre album, the, you know, that stuff. And I can see how people might, like, the other ones, I think they're just way unique. I think this is probably the most less unique, like, the most, the least unique of their albums. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, yeah, well, you can't, yeah, because the first one was such a statement, and it was, like, the first thing ever of yes. that. I get that. You can't This is just a good, that. a really good classic death metal album. That's... Yeah, I get that. And I do. I will say, like, I think it lacks some of the raw primitiveness and like zombie basement feel of like the first one that I really love, like that charm of that first one. Mm-hmm. I think it lacks that because like you said, it's a little more mature, it's a little bit more, you know, well done and on all that. But I do think it. I just I think it makes up for it, though, like with the better songwriting, like having the more variety in there. I mean, dude. And plus, it has fucking pulled the plug on it like. Pull the plug. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, pretty much all you got to say. I mean, it's a top five death song right there. Yeah. riff that intro riff oh you know how many times i just sing that randomly like it just pops in my head and it's just iconic yeah i mean i wish i could have saw them live because every live thing i ever watched like it all they always play pull the plug like it seems like even later on you know you can still see them playing pull the plug like when they weren't playing anything else from this early stuff but you know you kind of like have to play that shit so i the one thing i will say about this i hate this album because it's really fucking hard to play these songs. Is it? Yes. I, they sound simple at times, but like they're actually really hard, some of them. 
Huh. And it's just the way that they move around the neck and like the, the way the power cords are and you got to be really fast with your fingers and I just can't do it. <laughs> so like I have like something against this album just for that reason, which is just so stupid. But Chuck's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've never tried to play any of this, but I would like to. I, I really would like to. I think my favorite one besides pull the plug is uh, left to die. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Dude. <laughs> The monster heavy riff from that. I made a clip of that <laughs> one too. It. Oh, fucking love man. it. <laughs> Should we listen oh, to that some... one? Absolutely. <laughs> change your vote against Dan? <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm sticking to that. <laughs> but I, oh, don't get me wrong, I do love this album. I adore this one too. <laughs> Dude, yeah, listening I mean, back to that, it's like, Chuck almost sounds like more tortured on this one. Like his vocals dude, definitely changed. fucked up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's they really do. fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. I feel like he was, he's playing around with the, you know, the vocals the first couple albums. For sure. Yeah. yeah Every so, fucking album, really. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're, I guess you're right. Really everyone, everyone. Yeah, I don't yeah, know, I mean, man. I, respe- I mean, I respect the hell out of you guys with the pick, but yeah, it's just for me. I love it, love the fuck out of it. I mean, I, I think I listened to this album around maybe 20, 25 times during wow. you know the last three weeks. So <laughs> it was literally just straight death on loop. So I'd yeah, start yeah. from the beginning and go to the end, and then just go all the way back to the beginning, and then just keep fucking going. Yeah, dude. So, I, I probably listen to this one the least just because I've listened to it the most over time. Right. Um, oh, I guess I should say, yeah. So I, I, there was one album that I did not listen to a lot because I have listened to it a lot. Oh, there's a couple so. on here too for mm-hmm. me. But, yeah. but uh, no, I mean, the, the one other thing about this one is, so this is like the shift to Mora sound. Right. Like a big, you know, big thing at the time, but also a big thing in this band's history. And I mean, this is... What was this 88? So that's crazy to think about. Like, obviously, I love the Randy Burns production on the last one, but this one is just like so fucking tight and so. This is like classic Morris sound. So right. clean. So clean. So clean. It is. Yeah. And you, guys you can hear everything so Howie. good. Yeah. But it's not. Uh, he just. Scott Burns just engineered it, though, right? I'm, I, I don't know the roles on each everything, yeah. but... I could be wrong. I thought I read, like, he engineered it, and then he produced the next one. Like, somebody was producing okay. it, but he was, you know, whatever. 
whatever a fucking engineer does, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the, I should know this because I do this shit in my free time, but like, <laughs> I think the energy engineer is just like the person like that sets up the sounds, like right. just the sounds. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, he, I don't even know what a producer does, but. Yeah. Yeah. They're probably working together and whatever the producer yeah. might be working with them on some of the song structure but, I mean, what sounds of the guitar and the sounds of the <laughs> drums everything just sounds uh, so awesome on this yeah dude yeah yeah i mean i, I could list, list so many tracks as highlights i just think it's so strong like going from born De- or yeah born dead like going from left to die or no what is it pull the plug into left to die i forget there's like such a strong run of songs on this one and forgotten past with like the groovy fucking riffs on it like choke on it as an ender is so good like yeah <laughs> i don't know dude they just started playing with tempos a little bit more where they would slow things down like not quite death doom but you know some sections get kind of like a little slower you know to me it's just like a little more variety and then you throw in like rick's you know fucking whammy solos which are <laughs> add a little bit to like the you know intensity of it you know i just fucking it all works for me it's just one i can i can listen to over and over and over again and kind of has to mm-hmm. be in that number one spot for me I was gonna say too, if you like love this album, it kind of made me go and like throw on the gruesome album Savage Land because it has pretty much written in like in the vein of this, like going into spiritual healing. Mm-hmm. Stan, you've listened to Gruesome like before, right? I have. I, knew, I really need to sit down and give them a good chance. But I've listened to them like a one-off here and there kind of thing. It's fun going to listen to like listen to Savage Land the way he just literally replicates Chuck's vocals and like the style and everything. It's definitely a good thing to like if you want more of it. Like go to that. Yeah. Anything else on this? This period? No, no, just two. The two, two fucking some of the best albums ever. (laughs) Two of the best old school death metal albums there is. Oh, absolutely. All right, well then uh, that'll do it for this one. Um, Like I said, interview with Rick Roz. A lot of detail about this album, about fucking this formation of the band, everything else. Just like I said, really cool guy. I had a lot of fun with him talking to him. So check it out. I can't wait. I yeah. can't wait. I was a little bit nervous. I didn't know he looks like an intense guy. Like he's got that crazy mm-hmm. mustache and <laughs> like he's been out of the scene for a while. And, you know, I don't know. I just didn't know what to think. But, man, he was really cool. Humble guy. That's awesome. Well, yeah, stay tuned. We got two more parts coming up. Yep. Got a lot more information, a lot more interviews. We'll be back. Yep. yep. Stay metal.
for those that don't know, I mean, I, I've read some of the, you know, the death metal history books and stuff about the formation of death. I know it's been covered, but some of the bigger things, like I know you and, and Cam Lee, you guys were, you guys were doing the Mantis thing. You, you guys kind of, kind of put that together. But when did, uh, when did you meet Chuck? Like, when did he come into the picture? Um, I met him at a backyard party. And like you said, Barney and I already had a, had the Mantis thing going, but we had nowhere to jam. We were just like jamming at a, this other guy's house. There's another guitar player. And we just came up with the name due to basically just stole it from uh, Mantis from Venom. Right. Okay. That's a cool name. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So I met Chuck at a backyard party and it was like a cake party where a band's playing. You know, you go out to you hear about a party and blah, 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 back in the 80s. And this is like late, late 82 early 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 83 oh, okay and yeah we just we just hit it off and uh started talking music and was it i mentioned one of those Barney. things where it was like um had some co- like just common bands that you know maybe not as many people were listening to like kind of like a bond something like that or uh i don't know i mean everybody that uh, all the parties that i went to they were pretty much it was rock and metal you know what i mean mm-hmm. anywhere between you know sarah sabbath aerosmith to priest maiden those kind of covers and mm-hmm. that's so you got to think it's early 80, late 82, early 83. So I think Kill 'em All was out. I don't think Shona Mercy had come out yet. I'm not sure. But, um, but yeah, we decided, I guess it was a common thing, you know what I mean, with yeah. music just shooting the shit. And he told me he played guitar. And I said, I play guitar and mentioned Barney about drums. And next thing I knew, we we're in his garage. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. And you guys are pretty young, right? Yeah, 16. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys just start off, you know, doing some of the covers or did you guys start off right away just doing the original stuff? Uh, a couple of Metallica covers off the first record. This is just in the garage. You know, we didn't start yeah. playing out yet. And uh, we did Live Wire from Molly Crew. I know we played that live at Showbiz Pizza Place. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was like this. It was like a teen night. But no, yeah, we actually did did that. A Metallica cover, a Sabotage cover. And then I think we had a handful of originals. I'm not really sure. Yeah, right, right, right. So when did you guys start getting into some of the... Because I know I've heard, you know, some of the... All the early extreme stuff seems like it comes from, you know, Venom and there's always a Bathory or Hellhammer, that kind of stuff. Like, w- when did you guys start finding out about all that? 83. We kind of had, Chuck had some stuff. Chuck had, I mean, he had definitely had like Merciful Fate, and, which I had heard too, and Raven. Mm. There was a lot of bands already out. I just left a couple, a, few, a handful out. But uh, but yeah, like mid-83, mm. late 83, 84, Hellhammer, and then, you know, Show No Mercy came out after Kill Em All. And that's what really made me want to play fast. Was was <coughs> excuse me the first Slayer record? So. Oh, Show No Mercy, yeah, 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 yeah. As far as Bathory and and Venom and Hellhammer before Celtic Frost, all that stuff was in there, and along with all well, all kinds of other stuff, you know, like I said, Merciful Fate, King Diamond, Judas Priest, Iron Maiden. Right. I was always a big big old school rock fan. So it's from from Kiss to Aerosmith, Ted Nugent, Black Sabbath, Pat Travers. I mean, all that. I'm into all that stuff, the older stuff. I could still put it on and listen to a few songs. You know what I mean? That's still cool to me. Same yeah. thing with metal records. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, like, so you guys probably had some of that seeping into the sound a little bit when you guys were starting to put stuff together. I don't know, man, because we weren't robbing anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. We were right. It, the, the stuff we were writing in Mantis was kind of, you know, prehistoric. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, really, really super, super simple. And yeah, man, it, it was cool. It was fun. We, like I said, we were just kids. We weren't thinking about anything. Right, right. Record well, record deal or touring or we never talked about anything like that. But at that time. So the, the thing that's always crazy to me is I know you guys had uh, like dropped out, right? Dropped out of school to do it, which um, is, yeah, yeah. was it because you guys were just like, you know, screw school or was it like you just want to do this band thing? You just want to do it all the time? 
I think it was more screw school. Okay. <laughs> and, and, you know, and do the band thing. You know what I mean? None of us were working. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously it wasn't like you were like, we're going to do this band thing. It's going to pay the bills. We don't need school. We don't need to do that. Cause th- you know, no, there was no, no traction, no, no, no. <laughs> you know, at that no, point. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, not at 16, man. There was, there was no thought of band career. This is what we're going to, not, not in my mind. That, I wasn't thinking that at all. I was just having fun chilling out in the garage. You know what I mean? We we didn't drink. We didn't do any drugs or anything then. You know what I mean? Oh, I okay. smoked weed out, but there was, I think Chuck smoked a little weed and had a beer here and there, but all we did was just jam in the garage, man. Put the jam box outside and put a towel over it and just record everything and listen back and make changes. And yeah. So Chuck was sitting, me and Chuck was sitting there with a dual cassette player and he put some riffs down and I put some riffs down and then we, put it over to the other one and put them together and yeah it was cool it was a lot of fun man is that how like some of the early demos came about it was just to like hear what you guys were doing or, or you know what were you going to do with the demos like was it trading or what was the idea yeah it was definitely yeah chuck that definitely was into the tape training thing he set that stuff everywhere mm. so yeah do you remember anybody in the death metal scene you know that maybe is, was in a band or in, came to be in a band or in the scene that uh you know, was getting the demos from you guys that you were kind of like, or that Chuck was corresponding with. Do you remember anybody? Borvor Kurgan, who's not in the band, but he's the one that runs Blappermouth. He, I've been, I've known that guy since '83, mm. at least on the phone. Mm. So he was the same guy back then. It's great, it's freaking hysterical. He would freaking get Charlie going. That's what we call him. It was good, man. It's good stuff. Chuck get all aggravated. Go, Charlie. <laughs> Charlie, it's only humor. And he would fucking be busting blood vessels screaming. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was good times, man. It's good stuff. I'm like, dude, why you get all worked up? Fuck that guy. (laughs) It's great. That's funny. (laughs) No, it's true, though. And it was funny as fucking hell, dude. I never took that shit serious. I was like, man, he's just playing. Fuck that guy. (laughs) But he didn't mean it, man. It's good stuff, man. Right. And I'm still, I still talk to that dude. It's hysterical. That's cool. That's cool. For blabbermouth. Yeah. It's good stuff, man. Good stuff. Great memories, man. I mean, his family let us, I mean, I ate at his table and they let us there jam and his dad would leave the house. His mom was, his dad supported. He just left. He went and played tennis. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Chuck's dad would leave the house and yeah. Right. just sit there and jam all day. Oh, that's cool. Cops never came, never had any issues. Yeah. Neighbors were always pretty cool there. It was fun, man. We were kids. Like I said, it was good stuff. Yeah, just having fun. How did you get like some of the some of the sound on some of those demos? I mean, actually turned out pretty damn good. Like you said, you just threw a towel over the box and that was it? Yeah, put it outside the garage door and threw a towel over it. Yeah, all those first demos, Death by well, not Death by Metal, that was recorded at a studio. That you could barely hear the music on that one. But where it sounds kind of dirty and gritty, but you can hear stuff. Mm-hmm. That was just the jam box out in front of Chuck's garage door with a towel over top of it. That's wild. <laughs> yeah, it had two built it had two built in I still had that box. I actually just got rid of it not but a few months ago. Really? So yeah, yeah. Some kid goes, Hey, do you still have that? And offered me some money. I'm like, Yeah, you go. Oh, that's cool. It doesn't work. Yeah, no, it was really out of the blue. It was because I didn't advertise it or try to sell it because I would post pictures and say, Hey, this is it and then I had some recorded on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of cool. That's cool. That's cool. And so so that was pretty early. So you guys probably weren't, were you getting any demos from any other early bands, like maybe in the oh, Florida yeah, yeah, scene yeah. or whatever that you remember? Uh, well, the only thing that was really going on in Florida would probably be Nasty Savage, Sabotage, mm-hmm. Crimson Glory. I don't even think Crimson Glory was around in 83, 84. That was like Nasty Savage and Sabotage. Mm-hmm. I don't even think like the first incarnation of 
yeah, ob- uh, obituary, which was executioner. I don't think they were around then. Right. Yeah, right. I don't. We, we, I mean, we got like the Sepultura demos and the Possessed demos, the Overkill demos. Yeah, yeah. We would just trade people. I mean, it'd be third generation sometime, fourth generation cassettes where you can barely hear it. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. oh, <laughs> it's like, oh, we're, 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 we're. anyway, yeah, so. Yeah, okay. But yeah, okay. man, it was totally. Chuck, Chuck, Chuck was really up on that stuff, man. He was the mailman. He did all that. I still have, I probably have 300 letters still <laughs> that I found when I moved. I was like, holy fuck, I still have mail from freaking Mantis and Death. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's cool. <laughs> I've heard stories of that. That's why I was asking. I've always heard people that were corresponding with Chuck or whatever. It sounded like he was huh. definitely doing a lot of that. Oh, no. He did all that. Yeah, totally. He was the total legwork guy. I helped him dub tapes, but he would be, he was a trooper, man. He'd freaking write personal letters to all these people and go to the freaking post office. No, he was fucking way cool. Yeah. Did with that, that, he was, yeah, yeah. He, he showed those people respect. That was for sure. No, he was just passionate about it, man. He really was. Yeah. Right. He probably had a different thought in his mind. You know what I mean? At that time, I'm not a mind reader. Nobody is. Mm-hmm. So he probably had that thought. And, you know, obviously, you know, he moved on. He let me go. He hired two other guys, Scott and Matt, Matt Carr, whatever he was from that one band. And then he moved to Frisco and found Ryford and did a record. And, yeah. you know, he was on a mission. Yeah. And then allowed me and Terry and Bill into the band. You know what I mean? So I've heard he was back in town and I won't get away ahead of myself. But yeah, the demo days were freaking, it was fun, dude. You know, we played like on a salad bar. We played at Showbiz <laughs> Pizza Place. Uh, yeah, dude, Chuck had a 212 PV cabinet with a PA head. That he would play his guitar through with a with a Boss Super Distortion, and he would sing through the two speakers too. So he was playing guitar and singing through a two twelve PV with a PA head, dude. When we played, <laughs> well, oh, cool. no PA, it was just the PA was his amp, and just it was only two twelves. I'm like, no, totally. Yeah, that's Ross, cool. <laughs> F, I'll tell you what. Did anybody great, get into man. it at those shows? Like, did people know what was going on? Or like, they didn't have a clue. Yeah. They didn't have a clue. No, <laughs> yeah. there was nobody. No. No, 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 no. There were ten. There, as far as the, the wherever we were playing could go back, they were back there. Mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were just no. Dude, we were wearing corpse paint and stuff back then. No, no white face, <laughs> but just like yeah, totally, man. We were <laughs> we'd go in the bathroom mirror and bring it, put shit. On. <laughs> yeah, they didn't know and what we was going on. Slayer. <laughs> no, no, no. Minus that, the music, dude, they didn't have a freaking clue. Mm-hmm. It probably had, I'm going to say it had like a Venom rock and roll kind of edge meets, you've heard this stuff. Oh, I, yeah. I really don't know. I mean, that's, what, that's what we were listening to. It definitely wasn't, we weren't going into Merciful Fate mode or anything like that, so. Yeah, no, that's what, that's what makes those demos fun, though, man. You, you, you do hear that Venom, there's that little added element of some of that stuff, and I think they're, they're fun as hell. Um, so, yeah, so then when he went back, he went to California, did the Chris Reifer thing, you know, went with Scream Bloody Gore. When, because uh, I know then you got back into the band, you know, once he, because he, he came back, yeah, right? He came well, back I to Florida. In, I was in, I was in Massacre at the time, and Massacre was, we drove right. out to, um, shit, what was the name of the venue? The It was an armory, I can't think of it, but it was a big place, and uh, we were open, we were supposed to open for Overkill and Megadeth. Mm-hmm. This is on the P-Cells tour, because Gar was still alive, and yeah 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 and we showed up and they said nah man we got somebody else to play and i i <laughs> didn't show it but i was so livid i'm like Are you? and i was just done i'm like i'm fucking done with this yeah. damn band in my mind yeah i'm like man this is bullshit and you know i live in anyway yeah i made a big move and blah 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 blah. but then all of a sudden this dude out of nowhere comes up hey i don't know who he is don't know his name and i wouldn't recognize him if i saw him again he just came up to me out of the blue and goes hey you know chuck's back in town and i was like really okay and this is right around Christmas time. Yeah. 
right before Christmas. So the next day I drove to his freaking house. <laughs> I didn't even <laughs> call him. I just showed up. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah. <laughs> he opened the door and he was like, and I could tell on his face, he was like, whoa, what the fuck is this dude doing here? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, Hey man, I don't mean to show up unannounced. I just wanted to chit chat with you. If you feel like talking to me, uh, it's a music thing. I think I mentioned that. I don't even know if I mentioned it was a music thing. And he called me the next day and then I went over there and yeah, I called Bill and Terry from Chuck's house and said, Hey, uh, you guys are in, in death. We need to learn to scream bloody gore record and go on tour. <laughs> <laughs> and they they had down. no idea until I told. Oh yeah, it was cool, dude. It, we hit it. Everybody hit it off really good. We had a good time. So when he was, was off cool. in California, he did the scream bloody gore thing. Were you uh, like, when did you hear that album? I didn't. Oh, the last thing I heard that Chuck did was the mutilation demo. Mm. I didn't even know he was doing a record. So by the time you went over to see him, you hadn't even heard the album yet. No. Mm. But so had it come out yet, or or not even? That I don't know. Okay. I don't know if it was out or not, or if it was getting ready to come out because you know we didn't play on it. You know that was just yeah. Chuck and Chris. Yeah. Right. And uh, but we had to learn it because I had to learn the whole record. Me and you know, all three of us had to learn the record, and we went through rehearsals and got that ready, and then we went on went out on tour in a custom van took the table out and had all the we were just talking about that the other night when we were rehearsing me terry and gus yeah sorry brought that up that's cool um so okay so you had to learn the songs but you so you would have known at least there was like two on there right from the demo that you you guys had yeah uh, but i hadn't played them in forever infernal death and uh evil Evil dead Dead. yeah 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 so but those are both from those are both mantis early death days were they rewritten at all or no because i know i'm pretty sure you wrote uh, did you you wrote Evil Dead, correct? I think most of it, yeah. And the same thing with Infernal Death. Okay, so it's just not shown like yeah, in the credits Barney, or whatever. But yeah, that's fine. Barney, uh, Barney used to sing Evil Dead, so Chuck rewrote the lyrics. Okay, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the music stayed the same, but the lyrics were different because the Mantis Death Days with Barney in the band when he was playing drums, he sang probably about 80 percent of the tunes at first. Chuck did like. I think three or four and barney sang the rest mm-hmm. but, okay uh, but yeah so the, chuck rewrote the lyrics for sure yeah just to have and it be his own I thing believe, and i still think i i, I think barney might have had lyrics for infernal death too i'm trying to think of that song yeah yeah he sang both of those so chuck rewrote the lyrics for both of those mm-hmm. yeah okay so at that point too the band was so different with like the lyrics with all the horror movie stuff i mean you had that in the demos and you had it you know, throughout that album, like, were you guys all fans of that stuff back then or what was going on with that? Yeah. But I didn't I mean, I didn't write any lyrics or anything, so I didn't care what they wrote about. <laughs> I didn't ever even, didn't even know any of the lyrics other than you listening to them and learning them that way. But yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I didn't sit around and watch horror movies all day or anything <laughs> like that, but yeah, I was into all kinds of different stuff just yeah. like I am now. You know what I mean? Same thing. So. Right. Yeah. We were horror fan buffs, horror buffs for sure into that, but not like, I'm not like super hardcore or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just one of those big things, like when you're looking at the Scream Bloody Bo- Gore lyrics or the track list, and then, you know, obviously by the time you get to Leprosy, it's quite a bit different. So it's just, you know, but it's a cool little yeah, I, time capsule one. Yeah, Chuck got, it out, Chuck got it out of his system in one record and moved on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys... What you do with every record. Yeah, for sure. I know, right? Um, so, you you know, you guys were doing the demo stuff at first and you know, playing in front of people that didn't know what was going on, but then... You guys went out for Scream Bloody Gore. Like, was that a huge difference with people finally starting to pick up on things? Well, Chuck had a record out, and it was it was something different and something new. Yeah, you know, other than like what Possessed was doing, mm-hmm. there was really wasn't much of that going on. But uh, yeah, it was okay, man. You know what I mean? It was definitely different from nobody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But we were just 
you know, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, because you had the new lineup. You had Terry. You said you had Bill. Was it like? Did you guys do many big tours or just local shows and stuff like that? We never. We did one tour. We actually finished that first one. I was talking to Terry about the other night. I was like, "Did we ever finish a tour?" (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Because we came home so much, dude. I mean, yeah, (laughs) first time in Europe. We weren't even halfway through the first European tour, and you know, freaking God bless the guy, but you know, Charlie freaking blew a gasket, and we went home, and it was (laughs) this. clear blue skies not like it's been freaking gray and dingy and it just was freaking it was just like just really gloomy like the whole time we were there and i remember never forget billy andrews comes up to me he goes ah hey rick guess what we're going home today we're in europe and it's a beautiful day and we're going back to florida no he was freaking livid he goes we're going back to florida we don't need to be here (laughs) he was so excited to be there man yeah yeah but it's you know what shit happens you know your singer wants to go home yeah. None of us freaking, I, we never babied him, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, so <laughs> we, we just went with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that had to be a bummer. Though. It's all right, man. <laughs> and then the, and then the, and then the death dark angel tour, the same thing over a freaking drum riser. Yes. Yeah. See, I don't remember any he of the reasons. Yeah. Okay. Gasket, <laughs> went home early again. You know what I mean? I'm like, fuck. Right. I, dude, I rode on the Dark Angel motorhome the whole time because I didn't want to hear freaking Krabby Creek and Cakes. <laughs> and then I got fired. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably, uh, <laughs> that probably was, uh, no, no, it's cool, man. <laughs> you fired a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Look at, hey, it's his band. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He has the right to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's his reputation from going through so many people. Why people have all these questions. Well, why, 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 why? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You can't ask him. <laughs> I always wondered like if you it was more of a like it, it was it his his drive and he always wanted to have different musicians that were going to make things different or or was it like those kind of things, you know, where it's you had those little conflicts on I the know, road. He never wanted to he never he never wanted to be a singer mm. or a growler or a screamer. No, he wanted to, people that know Chuck know this for a fact. He wanted like a power if he could have had a power metal vocalist fronting him, he would have been in heaven. Oh, even from the early he would have been, uh, I think my personal opinion on, I can't believe I'm going to give this fucking guy credit, <laughs> but, um, my personal opinion, on, I, I believe Chuck was influenced by Barney. Okay. To do, to do that. Mm-hmm. Cause Barney wrote most of, like I said, he was doing most of the singing and playing drums and then Chuck started writing some tunes and started picking up the mic. And then I saw that, you know what I mean? And cause yeah, he, he was never really wanted to do that. Okay. But then, yeah, but that's my opinion. Yeah. I could be completely wrong. I yeah. could be completely wrong, but I really think there was a little encouragement, mental encouragement, just like listening and picking up and going, I, I could do that. Mm-hmm. And it's different. He has a different voice. So it was cool. You know what I mean? When they changed vocals and did different tunes, it was different. Yeah. Like when we play with Nasty Savage, Barney actually says over the mic, I'm going to turn the microphone over to Evil Chuck now, because <laughs> Chuck had just wrote his first song. Okay, okay. Or, or his first lyrics. And yeah, it's weird hearing that, but it's true. He actually says it on the tape that was the live at Ruby's Pub. And that was with Nasty Savage, like the second show, we, real show we did in Tampa. And there was probably three, four hundred people there, dude. And there were nobody in the front. Everybody <laughs> was standing back. They didn't know what the fuck we were doing then. <laughs> they compared to Nasty Savage. They're like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> not to go back in time but um well yeah so maybe he I, just... know, I know he did he didn't want to be a singer he actually he admitted it. he admits it himself he, he 
put himself in a pickle, let alone in a, a band called Death. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't get around. Yeah. <laughs> that's all. You, that, I mean, that's your <laughs> that's your freaking state. That's your freaking stamp, bro. That's your freaking stamp. That's Chuck's stamp. So you're stuck with that. So, he, yeah, he, he regretted the name and the perspective. and Yeah, yeah. That's, he definitely didn't want to be a singer. He wanted to be a guitar. He wanted to be a shred dude. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he didn't want to be on the mic. But he kind of was. He did a great job, man. He did oh, good. Yeah. 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 I'm not complaining. I mean, uh, yeah, that's what we know of his death. So he had a really good career. It just sucks that he didn't get to continue. You know what I mean? But I know, especially by the time he finally did get the power metal vocalist. You know what I mean? It's the sad thing. Yeah. You know, once he finally did control. But that was really mind. hard for him to do. You know what I mean? That first, the first Control Denied record ended up being a death record. Right, right. Because they didn't, because who knows Control Denied? Mm-hmm. It's, see, it doesn't matter who you are. You start a new thing. You're starting from the ground up with a little bit of a, a little bit of a helping hand from your name and your career, but sure. it's not going to be embraced right out of the gate like your original thing that people are used to for the past freaking 20 some years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The name carries a lot of weight for sure. No, that's why they had a, the label was going to put it out, but they're like, ah, oh, you got to put another death record out first. So that last death record that was released was supposed to be a control denied record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've read that before. That's it is wild. It's wild, and it's wild that it still worked out so well. That being that it was, you know, that pissed him off. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> no, he was trying to get rid of that dude. He was trying so hard to get out of that. Yeah, but he just had so, to do but it. What can you do? Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's that's an interesting perspective. So he just kind of he knew he the fans, you know, everybody had hit, you know, expected his vocals and that style. So he just kind of did his slow progression away from it and and kind of finally moved to where he wanted to be by the end. There, you know, seems like yeah. But death would have still haunted him. People would he would have got that if Controlled and I would have started touring and he would and, and he would have be here to do that. He would have been haunted by that. Yeah. When's the next death record? When's the next death record? Forever. Dude, I'm telling you, there's no. He would have been freaking tormented. So it's better off. That he didn't have to hear that because mm-hmm. it would have freaking drove him up a fucking wall. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. Um, if that makes any sense. For sure. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think of bands that today that do that, you know, they'll change their style drastically or they'll, you know, oh yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> metal fans are crazy. You know, they, they, they're not going to accept something like that. So when uh, going back just a little bit, so leprosy, um, you, you guys were talking about like writing for the early stuff. You know, you guys were going back and forth on all that, kind, you know, back and forth trading and, and, and writing together. How was that once you guys got to leprosy? I mean, you guys you had been writing with Chuck for a little bit now. Was it a little more comfortable, a little bit easier? Well, we were doing that from from day one with the Mantis and early death days. And when he went off to do do Screen Bloody Gore and and we learned Screen Bloody Gore, it's just I kind of got I always had my own my own little thing, the way I played and wrote stuff, but I picked up stuff from Chuck, taught me a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of those fancy parts. I would never wrote that stuff. And it you know, now I'm learning it again. And it's fancy for me because it's been 34 years. Yeah. And I'm playing some of those parts in leprosy. I was like, holy crap. <laughs> I played this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I listened to those songs and I'm like, wow. I mean, we had a pretty decent rehearsal the other night. But a few weeks ago, I had a little anxiety because this shit came to fruition. How do you say that word? Really quick when yeah. I brought it up to Gus and Terry gave the thumbs up. And then there's a tour booked. And I'm like, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> this is for real. <laughs> and we should just say yeah, the but- name real quick, which is uh, this new Left to Die project, right? Yeah, yeah. I talked about it with Matt, yeah, but just again. Su- I didn't mean to get no, 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 no. the subject of Might as well say the name for it. I mean, like I said, I talked about it with Matt, and we were talking about, you know, when you guys are going out and all that, but just so everybody knows, I mean, yeah, yeah no, that's, that's got to cool. be wild, man, going back however many years and learning that stuff again. It's probably a little different. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, there's some muscle memory coming back now, but for a little while, I was just like, oof, I was scared, <laughs> for real, terrified. 
I yeah. said it to a couple of friends of mine. They were laughing at me. I'm like, I'm oh, for real. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get on stage and play this? Really? It's right. hard enough to play by my, at home. <sighs> yeah, yeah. It's all good. It'll, it'll be fun, though. But I'm back sure. to the leprosy thing. Yeah, man. It was We were just sitting in Chuck's room and just flop riffs back and forth. That's why there's so many riffs on there because we didn't throw any away. Mm. I'm thinking because he was cool with what I was coming up with and I was cool with, you know, it just flowed and we put them together and with the dual cassette player and showed yeah. him to Bill and Terry and yeah. It's just, it's really cool how well you guys meshed at that time. I mean, like listening to the songs, I know you wrote, you know, a, a song, Chuck wrote his own, a couple songs and the rest of you guys worked together and it's just like, it just all sounds so seamless and it's, it, but it does sound it sounds very like it sounds varied enough, which is probably because you guys have you know two people writing it, which keeps things interesting. But it's just really cool how well you guys meshed at that time, you know. Yeah, he just wanted he wanted another shredder, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? He wanted somebody another burner, and I never. That's his prerogative, man. You know what I mean? I thought the little friend. I mean, I was in key at least, but you know, I was the frenzy style of whammy. Thought I thought it went really good with Chuck's style, you know, because you could distinguish the two things. And but hey, you know what I mean. And then it and then it happened what I thought would happen. He's going to get another shredder in the band, and then it's going to be a competition, and nobody's going to get along. And bam, <laughs> that happened like six times. You know what I mean? So, sure. Yeah. But anyways, that's just that's just my freaking whatever. So your yeah, so your approach to soloing was a lot different than Chuck's. Like you were hitting the whammy and kind of going a little more a little more crazy. I stayed with on it. the whammy, dude. I stayed on the yeah. whammy like all the time, except for like a hammer on part that I do and pull the plug. Yeah. But like you said, it went Everything well my, together. I was, I was, I thought so. You could tell who's who, and it was like some frenzied, crazy shit with some kind of melodic speediness. And I thought it, they meshed good together because they were so different. Instead of like, oh, who is that? Mm-hmm. Who's doing that solo? Yeah, not that it matters. Solo schmolo, you know what I mean? I, <laughs> I could have been just a rhythm guitar player in death and not even done a solo. Sure, sure, sure. You know what I mean? I wouldn't have given. I wouldn't have given a crap. Right. So. If, I wasn't never trying to be in the spotlight. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's cool. Um, so, so was was you? So you were picking up that Chuck wanted more than that then, or was it like once you guys were like, we got to start writing a next album that he was like looking for something a little more, a little different. He was always asking me if I was practicing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you, <laughs> and you, I, you could. And you I, could was, tell. I was writing riffs. But I wasn't practicing solos. Yeah, yeah. When he said practicing, he was talking about are you working on your scales without saying that. <laughs> You know, and I'm like, fuck that, dude. I'm whammy man. That's it. <laughs> right, 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 right. I never said that to him, but yeah, yeah. I do. I I kind of knew it was coming, man. It's just you know, you pick up on things, and yeah. I don't want. I'm a. I got nothing bad to say about the guy. You know, everything I say about him, and he's not here to defend himself, but he would probably go, Rick's right. Yeah. Because I there's no pulling punches. I mean, he would go to Billy. Billy would come to me one day on the on a tour and say, Hey, man, uh, Chuck's looking at a replace you and i would say oh really he was saying that to me about you the day before yesterday <laughs> so it was there was a weird thing going on. yeah 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 <laughs> but you know he didn't have anybody else you know what i mean so he you know they got murphy in the band and you know he was close with terry and terry knew who he was and he's a really good guitar player mm-hmm. james murphy that is mm-hmm. and then you know they did one record and then murphy was gone you mm-hmm. know what i mean that's it mm-hmm. yeah but it's all good man people are people they make their own choices in life and they have that right to do it yeah, you can't get mad at them if they say, "Okay, I don't want to work with you anymore." Right? Because I mean, what would have happened if you stayed in the band? Right? Because would you have? Because you weren't going to really change your style, I'm sure. So I wonder he if it would have even worked. There's right? no way. 
there's no way in hell he would have allowed whammy on all of spiritual healing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because he had said before, you can't put whammy on a whole record. And then people are like, oh, Rick did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And that was the last time, you know what I mean? <laughs> sure, that's that's funny. <laughs> it's cool, though. It's cool. Yeah, so it all kind of went the way it went. I mean, which is cool because then you got to do fucking, um, you know, Massacre. Thank God we got that, you know. Was from beyond. Thank God we got that out of all this. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. that was that was that was fun. That was way late in time, you know, because those songs were written in '85 and '86 and didn't come out till '91. So that was kind of a little late bloomer. But yeah, it came wild. out at least. And the only but the only reason I've said before to other people, the only reason why that even came out because we weren't shopping massacre. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, Digby Pearson, the the owner of Earache Records. I think Morbid just did their first record with David Vincent, and David Vincent called me. He's like, "Hey, uh, just want to let you know, uh, Digby Pearson's a real big fan of Massacre, and he'd like to put a record out." That's exactly how hmm. Massacre got a record. Wow, that is that's that it. Is wild. I'll leave it at that because that is that is it. Period. That's wild so that you I guys didn't Bill, send I, that out at all. Nah, we we weren't thinking about that, man. We were just trying to play shows locally in Tampa and doing stuff. We didn't anything. Hmm. Yeah, we didn't send anything like that to, to that stuff to labels. Yeah. So you got to think, freaking. What is that? Say 86, 87, 88, 89, 90. So four years later, four and a half years later, we get a call and <laughs> some guy wants to put out a massacre record. So we had to relearn that stuff. And <laughs> I was jamming with two other people in massacre and I had to let those guys go get Bill and Terry back in the band. Mm-hmm. Cause Terry called me. That's just, dude, it's so weird. This whole timing factor. When this was going on with earache, having interest in massacre, Terry and Bill weren't in massacre. Terry and Bill were still in death. So they're on the spiritual healing tour in Europe without Chuck. That's and right. And Terry calls me. And Terry calls me from Europe, somewhere in Europe, and goes, hey, uh, we're on tour without Chuck. And I'm going <laughs> to, in layman's terms, we're on tour without Chuck. And I seriously doubt we're going to be in the band when we get home. Uh, you want to reform Massacre? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> or something like, something like that. Mm-hmm. That so is such a wild one. I, mentioned anything about, I don't even know if I mentioned anything about the record deal or if that had happened it was it had already happened because the other guys were already in the band right yeah, so right. joe cangelosi from whiplash and he also played in creator for a little while he had moved out from new york he was in a band and a good friend of mine butch gonzalez who's a badass bass player in all realms of, of music i had to tell those guys hey man uh bill and terry are coming back and then there was no hard feelings yeah nobody that's cool. was pissed off you know what i mean yeah yeah so that was a that was a really odd coincidence like you know, the guy wants to put a record out and then terry calls me and i'm like and then we basically relearn those songs whatever songs are on that record right right thank god for yeah. it <laughs> four or five years later i don't know about that i wish it would have came out a little earlier it would have been cool but oh can you imagine yeah because i mean it wasn't meant to be. yeah that, that came out like bummer, right? seven along with like if it came out with scream bloody gore in 87 i mean that would have been a cool time for it because it was written in 85 86 exactly yeah but it wasn't meant to came out when it came out and so that's cool people yeah. dig it and that's cool for sure oh yeah for sure um Oh, 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 that's what I was going to ask you. So with that time, I guess going back to kind of like the leprosy time period. So that was a little bit later on, you know, I feel like, you know, I forget the year, but I know death metal was taken off a little bit more around you guys. And were you aware of what some of the other bands were doing? Like, I know I I talked to Obituary a long time ago and kind of asked them the same question. I remember they were like, you know, it was like a healthy competition. You know, you knew what death was doing. You knew what Morbid Angel was doing, those kind of bands. And you know, it wasn't like you were. Yeah, I, I never kept. I ne- myself. I never kept up on other yeah. bands. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
on who's doing what, who's doing better, who's playing in front of who, who's touring with who, mm-hmm. who's selling more records, how many people they have in the crowd. I ain't <laughs> fuck about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. None of my business. You know what I mean? I'm not in competition. Yeah, for sure. I, you know the way everybody's he, doing it. For, go ahead. The way he phrased it was kind of like it was like a fun thing because it was like you'd hear a song from one band, you'd be like, "Oh shit, that's they're playing it fast, or that's a killer riff, or whatever." And like, we got to go and we got to do something cool too. You know, so it was kind of a cool, you know what I mean? Like a healthy kind of competition is a weird you. word, yeah, but yeah, yeah. you know, kind of like kind of like Slayer gave me the influence to play fast or whatever. It's like yeah, but well, all music and I think everything and probably anything that's creative. Um, is all influence meets originality because if it wasn't for a certain thing, you wouldn't have even, you know, it's like all these cover bands and all these songs. Oh man, that's better than the original. Well, guess what? That wouldn't exist if there wasn't an original. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? That that badass tune would not exist. And you're saying this, purple, so they played it good. Good for them. They yeah. didn't write it. Right. <laughs> right. Anyways, right. it's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys, though, when you guys were, were touring and stuff with Leprosy Material, was it finally getting a lot more traction by then? I mean, I would think. Dude, we never, like I said, we really never got to finish a tour yeah, 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 and yeah. move up that and move up any kind of ladder if we were trying. Like I said, that wasn't a thought in my mind. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got you. you know I, got I mean, you. we weren't making a bunch. We weren't making a bunch of money, and it wasn't that wasn't a thought in my mind either. Right. You know, we were getting fed. We were getting a place to sleep. Yeah, we had to struggle a few times, but I no, yeah. I'm not a bitch, man. I'm not a baby. I mm-hmm. could freaking punk rock it. I'm gonna I'll be punk rocking it now. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's cool. Yeah, for sure. So, Sometimes you have to punk rock. Yeah. Look at all those freaking 80s bands that used to play in front of 30,000, 40,000 people that had to go and do fucking club tours to even freaking make a dollar. Mm-hmm. Hey, now when you think about it in that way, well, that dude is 60. Mm-hmm. And he's having to, and he used to be that guy. He's still that guy, but he's playing in front of three, 400 people a night. Oh, yeah. So yeah. It's, I never looked at it like that. You know, 10 people or 10,000. I'm going to play the same. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be all bummed out because there's 10 people there and just go through the motions and play like shit just because there's only 10 people there. Right. Sure. Sure. So I know that's, it's not about that, man. Sure. It's great when there's a crowd there and they know all your shit and they're going crazy. That fucking rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which I'm sure is going to happen for this, this tour coming up. Cause <laughs> yeah, don't, uh, <laughs> don't terrify me again. Right. Please. Right. Right. When, so being that you've been going back to that material and everything, like, um, any 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 riffs or songs sticking out like maybe a favorite riff that you wrote or like a favorite song or just just now that you're going revisiting it so much actually i like playing them all yeah there's no favorite really i've never really had a favorite yeah you know what i mean i like playing them all i mean even all the screen bloody gore i never was like ah, i don't want to play that mm-hmm. I, I was never like that whatever the lid was on the list i'd be like cool mm-hmm. there's a couple that were like oh fuck we're playing that right. damn it because <laughs> it's a bitch you know what i mean <laughs> sure yeah <laughs> well no i wouldn't say it to them it'd be in my mind i'm like okay do you need to work on that part because that's a bitch yeah right so, <laughs> i hear you so I'm a lazy guitar player man i'd be the first to admit it so <laughs> yeah whatever gets I the am, job that's done why i didn't i didn't sit i didn't sit around and freaking practice solos and all that stuff i just was writing riffs and i like i said i'm a rhythm guitar player man that grabbed the whammy but that's i, I mean i could play i could play i could play a blues solo with the wah pedal i could play a little slide but that's not gonna fucking work what mm-hmm. we're playing Mm-hmm. you know what i mean and i'm not gonna go fuck that yeah i get it man but i think that's one of the most be- that's one of the beautiful things about leprosy it's it's, it's i don't want to say it's a simple album but i mean you're not you guys aren't doing crazy guitar acrobatics and that's what gives it a little it gives it that punch and drive it's just in your face it's it's simple and that's why i think it's why it's one of my favorite you know death albums it's it's it doesn't need to be overly flashy you know what i mean in my mind yeah i was never into i was never really in to plan that style of stuff as far as being fancy or frolicking through the park and all that yeah it's cool 
I just died. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. That's why it wouldn't have worked. So sure. I was let go at the right time because I wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. So then it would have been. It would just. It would have been a waste of their time. So I get it. It's, so then after that happened, you got out of the band for a while. Did you ever like kind of talk with Chuck after that at all throughout the you know the history of the band or anything? Right after the fact, it was years. Then we coincidentally, excuse me, ran into each other twice. Hmm. But once once we actually spoke, the second time I saw him. I was being arrested for marijuana, okay. so I didn't say, "Hey, Chuck, how's it going?" <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I'll be honest; it's the truth. So I'm gonna be, <laughs> I was, yeah. So I was in cuffs, getting ready to go to the pokey for a little bit, right, uh, for a night, and there was Chuck again. But that's the night that I watched him walk inside, and he was kind of dragging his right leg a little bit, okay, like it wouldn't be able, he wouldn't pick it up; it would drag a little bit. And uh, that's the, then the next time I ran into his sister at a different bar, and he had had a relapse, and it was inoperable. Mm. So it went from having a really cool conversation with the guy, show me he had no scar. We didn't really talk music or go through memory lane or anything like that. We just, I just let him talk about himself. Yeah. I didn't say anything about me, didn't say anything about the band I was playing and nothing. I just hadn't seen him forever and I just let him talk to me. And it was cool. Yeah. We had a really good talk. It was, it was really cool. That is cool. So there was, he never pissed me off. And if I pissed him off, it was over something stupid. Mm hmm. No, it wasn't like anything like that's really going to come in between band members, like you're trying to bang my, you fuck my girlfriend. Yeah. Or, you know, it was nothing like that. It was just uh, musical differences, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. period, that, on his part. You know what I mean? And I probably wouldn't have. Yeah, I mean, I listened to Spiritual Healing. It's a good record, but I wouldn't have played anything that Murphy played. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, I could have played that stuff that Chuck wrote with all the notes and stuff like that if I wanted to. And mm -hmm. took the time, but I wouldn't have been that wouldn't have I wouldn't have really had too much interest in that. So he made the proper move in doing what he did. Yeah. Right. Even though he didn't do it, you know, he had he had Eric, his lawyer calling at the time, who's passed away as well. Yeah, up in Jersey. Mm -hmm. So I was in Jersey. Hey, have you a guitar with you? I lied and I said, Yeah. And I didn't know he was in cahoots with the chick I was hanging out. And she's like, He doesn't have his guitar, so I got busted. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a true story too. <laughs> that's so and then then the next day eric called me oh your service is no longer needed i was like okay man no, i was cool with it <laughs> yeah no no i just I mean like cool. hearing it from the lawyer i guess you know what i mean but i get it <laughs> nah chuck, chuck was never to do to, to do that he mm -hmm. never he would never do it himself right 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 but it's cool that you guys got to like really. reconnect later on and everything yeah yeah that was that was really cool and it was coincidental really coincidental yeah but yeah then like i said the next time i saw him i I wasn't in a very good position to say hello. And um, then the next time I found out about his relapse was through his sister at a, we were at a bar called the FBI. The other, the other place was called the station in Fern Park that we uh, met the first time. Then I saw his sister and she said, yeah, he's um, had a relapse. And yeah. Mm. Then I found out that he went home and he was alive very briefly. And then he passed away in his house. Right. There was only a, I know um, Richard Christie was there. And his, his best childhood friend, David Menchu, was there. And I think that's it. And okay. his parents. And yeah, for, as far as I know. Yeah. Right, right, right. That's, I mean, like, at least I got to be home for it. You know what I mean? I, I heard he smiled and was alive for a little, smiled when he came into the house. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't even know if he was walking. So I don't, yeah. his motor skills, super shot. Yeah. What a bummer. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. What a bummer, yeah. man. Well, but at least I got to see the guy. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. I mean, just, you know, after all that time. And I'd rather see him walking around healthy than, you know, seeing him laying there dying. Exactly. Yeah. That would have, yeah, that wouldn't have been good. Um. So, yeah. So I think we hit most of the, uh, 
the big things throughout the time with death and everything. So now, yeah, you just got this Left to Die project. You guys are doing Leprosy. And you said you're doing a few from Scream Bloody Gore too? Yeah, we're doing like four off the record. Okay. So that's a pretty well-rounded set. Then. That should be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. We're throwing them in there periodically, the Scream tunes, like in between stuff. And okay. Yeah, it should be cool. It's a 12-song set. So Yeah. And I know the bands you guys yeah, have coming out with you are fucking, I, I like a lot. So it, it should be, a, it sh- it's just going to be fun. I can't wait for it. So yeah, it's going to be a challenge. And I get to start off here locally too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah good, good. I, I told, I told Terry, I'm like, Hey, what happened to the one or two shows like you did with Murphy? Why are you throwing me into deep end? We're doing a tour. <laughs> Fall tour, right. <laughs> I'm like, dude, what's up with that? <laughs> you could do it. <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, hopefully no, we had a, it was cool. <laughs> oh, the jam was good. You know, I had a couple of boo-boos, but most of the boo-boos are like my rhythms underneath my little whammy stuff, which mm-hmm. I learned. But as we're playing, I'm I'm thinking of like how the whammy stuff goes and I would like lose my place. So then I just go to the whammy stuff and work that in. They're like, oh, dude, you're doing some whammy. I'm like, yeah, because I forgot that other part. <laughs> right, right. Because <laughs> I'm just trying to do the rhythms. I want to get all the rhythms down and I'm not worried about the whammy stuff right mm-hmm. now. Sure. But yeah, well, so but we have a... 85, 90% on my part, you know, with a couple of fumble, fumbleinas here and there. But yeah, if Matt was playing, but I was the only guitar player, Matt wasn't there. So right. if Matt was there, he would cover that up. Exactly. Yeah. No one's going to pick <laughs> but that. But no, I don't want to do that, though. I don't want a fumbleina. Mm-hmm. I want to do it right. You know what I mean? I want it to be nice and tight and, yeah. and clean and not freaking shite. Right. It's, yeah. It's going to yeah, happen. You can edit out whatever you want to edit here. I know I, I babbled about a bunch of crap. No, so no, no. no. You- it was all, all great. I loved it, man. I loved it. All good stuff. Babbling, that's, I mean, that's what you want on a podcast. You know, we're just, that's, that's what it is, really. So, <laughs> no, that's cool. But yeah, the Left to Die thing's going to be fun, man. I'm really looking forward to uh, Matt coming down in early July. Get a couple of jams in with him before. I think our first show's on the 7th yeah. at the Haven. So I, he's coming down like on the 3rd or the 4th, and we're going to have a couple of full jams together. And then yeah. the tour starts. Well, you got a month for that. I'm sure they'll be ready for it. And by the time you get to Detroit, I think it's like the 20 something. So you should be pretty good and warmed up. So, yeah, either that or the fire me and it's over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that could happen. <laughs> nah. <laughs> uh, all right, man. Well, listen, I appreciate the time again, man. I really, uh, really enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, yes. I'll be catching you. Uh, no, I appreciate uh, your time too, man. Thanks for listening to my freaking baloney. <laughs> it's all factual, but I'm just freaking babbling like a fool. Yeah. No, yep. no man. I appreciate no, it. No, so. Jason, I really appreciate it, man. Really, really. It's very cool of you. And looking forward to seeing you in... Uh, where are we Detroit? Yeah, man, I'll be, I'll be in Detroit, so I'll, I'll see you there. Cool, yeah. Hit me up if you don't talk to Matt or whatever. If you have a guest or anybody coming down, I'll put you on the list. Oh, yeah. Save cool, me a man. few bucks. Appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. No, no problem at all. I'm sure the guys won't have a problem with yeah. that. Yeah. All right, man. Well, enjoy your day and uh, enjoy your weekend. You too. Man. Take care of yourself. Good luck practicing. It. Thank you. <laughs> I need it. Thanks. <laughs> all right. Bye. Take care, man. Peace.